Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast. Streaming live on the Cowboys Beat podcast network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal. At the- Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, Blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast, the very first episode of the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. I want to first start off by saying thank you. Thank you guys for the constant support for what I'm doing with Cowboys Beat. If you guys weren't supporting the page, this would all be for nothing, and I probably wouldn't be here giving you guys this podcast, so I just want to extend my gratitude to you guys. I also want to thank... Todd K Pro Voice on Fiverr for the fantastic intro and outro to this podcast. He did a fantastic job with it. If you guys ever need an intro and outro to your podcast, make sure to reach out to him on the website Fiverr. He did a fantastic job and I want to thank him. Make sure to follow me on all my social media platforms. Cowboys Beat on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We have a lot of fun things planned over there. So let's get into the episode. This episode, we're going to rank each position group on this team one by one, and that is going to be the bulk of this episode but I first want to start off by talking about Trayvon Diggs I've always been consistent when it comes to Trayvon Diggs he's a good player there's no denying that and he improved from year one to year two and I believe as a Cowboys fan us as a fan base we should be ecstatic about that now does Trayvon Diggs have his flaws certainly that is very common in young cornerbacks rarely do you see a young corner come in the league and take over the league and be a technically sound monster at that position it's a very hard position to play as it is and as a young player in today's NFL you have your exceptions in Jalen Ramsey and a guy like Patrick Sertain the second who I'm very high on who came in the league and you just see that those guys are just different Trayvon Diggs isn't those guys but that doesn't mean he isn't a really good young player in this league because he is Let me do a comparison for you. You know how young quarterbacks that can run oftentimes tend to run a bit too much when they get into the league? That's because at the current moment in their career, that is the way they can be the most effective. The same thing applies here with Trayvon Diggs. The way he can be a most effective for the Cowboys at this point of his career is to be a ball hawk. That is because at the current moment, he is not the most technically sound corner. He has to work on that. And until he becomes a more technically sound corner, this is the way he can be most effective on this team. So why am I talking about Trayvon Diggs? Over the past week, some videos from training camp have come out and have shown him losing one-on-ones. One came against CeeDee Lamb and the other came against Semi Fioko. There was another one where James Washington scored a touchdown going up the scene against zone coverage, which to me is a non-story that, for a certain reason, became one. I'm not going to waste my time and your time talking about that. It was a miscommunication in the secondary, and that's all it was. God forbid the offense draws up a good play and scores on the defense. But if the defense shuts down the offense, there would be concerns about the offense. That's why you should take training camp with a grain of salt. So let's talk about the one-on-ones that Trayvon Diggs lost in. One of them was the CeeDee Lamb, who we all believe is a very good receiver in this league and to some people has the potential to finish as a top five wide receiver production-wise. Again, if CeeDee Lamb didn't beat Diggs on a few reps, we'd all be concerned about CeeDee Lamb. This is why you have to take training camp with a grain of salt. Now on to the one that everybody is talking about, the one-on-one versus Simi Fioko. I think it's important we add context to what we talk about. These are one-on-ones, not 11-on-11s, one-on-ones. 
Last time I checked, you play 11 on 11. I said this earlier in the podcast that Trayvon Diggs isn't the most technically sound corner in this league. Dan Quinn tends to send safety help towards Diggs, so when I say there was no safety help in these one-on-ones, that means something. If you saw the video as well, Simi runs towards the most open part of the field. It looked like he was running a post. Obviously, that's going to be in the advantage of the wide receiver. Also, can we just give props to Simi? This is a guy who, according to reports, is having a good camp. He's doing so well that people are comparing this guy to a young Miles Austin. If he can be that for this wide receiver room, I think we can work with that. I also want to point out that on these one-on-ones, Trayvon Diggs' eye discipline looks a lot better than it did last season. I understand wanting to point out the negatives, but let's be fair here and give props to Trayvon for looking to improve at the position by working on things that weren't in his game the prior season. And let's give props to Simi as well. To conclude this, I want you guys to remember this. Dallas sells. Dallas always sells. When they do good, the media overrates them. When they do bad, the media underrates them. It's very simple. Dallas sells. Okay, let's get into ranking the position groups on this team. There's been a lot of talk on whether or not the Cowboys got better this offseason or if they got worse. My answer to that is simple. It's hard to look at the names this team lost and say they got better. However, I think the fact that the best players outside of Zach Martin, Dak Prescott, and Tyron Smith are all very young, I think there's something to be said about these guys taking the next step that could contribute to this team being better than they were last season. So let's talk about it and get into these position groups one by one. We're going to start with the offense, and on the offense, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. The quarterback room consists of Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Will Greer, and Ben DiNucci. The starter will be Dak Prescott, and he's the guy we're going to talk most about. There is no doubt about it. Dak Prescott is one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And when you have a guy like Dak Prescott as a quarterback of your team, you have you always have a chance to be an effective offense because he is one of those guys that can elevate a mediocre receiving core and still have an effective offense. Last season, Dak threw for 4,449 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions on a 68.8% completion percentage while coming off a horrific injury to his ankle, a shoulder strain in training camp, and a calf strain during the season, and also went on to lead the Cowboys to a 12-win season and a division title. Dak is entering the stage of his career where quarterbacks tend to play their most efficient football due to the fact that the game slows down for quarterbacks once they get in their late 20s. I fully expect this to be Dak's best season of his career due to what I just said about quarterbacks playing their best football late into their 20s. And let's talk about the backups as well. I expect Cooper Rush will most likely get the job as a backup quarterback. I think that game that he had versus Minnesota has gone a long way in that front office. And I think they feel comfortable with Cooper Rush as a backup quarterback. And that's great that they think that. I don't feel comfortable with Cooper Rush as a backup quarterback based on one game. I think that at the current moment, he's their best option. And I think that if you ask Cooper Rush to fill in for a game, he'll be fine. But if Doc goes down for multiple games, I have my concerns. Will Greer and Ben DiNucci, I believe, will either be cut or on the practice squad. I'm going to give this quarterback room as a whole an A-. minus. I believe that Doc Prescott is an A quarterback, but the room as a whole, I'm not in love with. Okay, let's get on to the running backs here. The running back room consists of Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Power, Rico Dowdle, and Ryan Nall. There's been a conversation of 
who the running back number one on this team will be. And I think that Zeke will get more of the workload when it comes to carries over, over Tony Pollard. And honestly, I'm fine with that because I believe Tony Pollard is going to be needed more so in the receiving game, especially to start the season. Now, I still believe that Ezekiel Elliott is a good running back. And I think with an offensive line that I believe will be a better fit to get downhill and get that running game going, Ezekiel Elliott will have a good season. Let me make one thing clear. A good season, not a great season. Let's talk about Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is an explosive and dynamic player. He's a versatile player at the running back position, and I think the Cowboys are going to need that this upcoming season with the losses that they've had to the receiving core in free agency and injuries. Rico Dattle will most likely be the running back number three on this team, and according to reports, he's had a fine training camp before he got COVID, which is forcing him to miss time for training camp, but I fully expect him to make this team and be their running back number three. I think due to the lack of parity that this running back room has, I think that makes them a very good unit in my eyes. One of the best all-around units in the league. I give this running back room an A. Let's talk about the wide receiver room. This has been a subject of much discussion recently and to me has become even more of an area of a concern due to James Washington getting injured. Now, I know that James Washington isn't some exceptional receiver and it's crazy to think the season is over now that they lost to him, but to me, the wide receiver position was an area of concern even before this injury. And now that James Washington is injured, that definitely hurts the room. I think it would be wise to add another wide receiver to this room. The guy I would target is Will Fuller. I think out of the remaining receivers on the market, he's by far the most talented of the bunch. And yes, he does have an injury concern. But at this point of the offseason, the guys that are still on the market have a red flag around them. Injury concerns just happen to be Will Fuller's concern. And considering that all we need is a bridge to get us to the point where Gallup and Washington are healthy, I think he can at least do that for us. And if he could stay healthy and the receiver room as a whole can stay healthy, that's a legitimate wide receiver room that you have that could potentially be one of the league's best due to the depth that they would have however let's talk about how the room looks at the current moment and right now it doesn't look great the room consists of cd lamb michael gallup jalen tolbert james washington noah brown simi fioku tj vasher Cavante turpin and dennis houston now when you look at it by the names i just listed you would say that that's a good receiving core however there are too many uncertainties for me to even call this a good receiving room uncertainties with health and youth and of course if these receivers can get back healthy and the young guys can step up this can be a good room i just can't call it that right now cd lamb is the undisputed number one wide receiver on this team and i believe that he's ready for this role i see people are skeptical about this but i truly believe that cd lamb is one of the most talented young receivers in this league i would go as far as to say that outside of jamar chase and justin jefferson i don't think there's a single receiver under the age of 24 that's more talented than cd lamb CD isn't like Juju Smith-Schuster, who we could all tell his ceiling was a really good number two receiver who was only meant to be that. CD is a number one wide receiver who was asked to play as a number two wide receiver to start his career due to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup being in that, in that room. I don't think it's crazy to think that CD could catch up to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and be in that elite tier of young receivers like those guys. There's a case to be made for CD that he was in a room with Amari and Gallup and that those other two receivers weren't entering rooms even close to the level of that. This season will be very telling, but I really believe in CD and this is the reason why you drafted him at 17 in 2020 because you believe that he could ultimately become the number one wide receiver on this team and be one of the league's best receivers and credit to the Cowboys. They're letting him do that. On to Michael Gallup. 
Gallup is coming off an ACL injury, and there's definitely reason to be concerned about how he's going to be when he returns. That's why even with the names in this room, I still can't call it a good room because of the injuries. But there's a case to be made that when Michael Gallup was the true number two receiver on this team, he had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns in 14 games, which is really good from your number two receiver. Jalen Hurts will be the number three receiver on this team, and I really like this kid, and I thought that the Cowboys flat out stole him in the past draft by selecting him at number 88 in the third round. I think that out of the rookie receivers, he may be in the best situation due to Dak Prescott being his quarterback and the ability that Dak has shown to elevate players on his team. Situation affects potential, and I think he's in a good situation for sure. Dak has also been working with this kid a lot. He seems to be taking the advice from Dak, and he seems to be very humble, and he's definitely a talented prospect. So we'll see what we have in this kid. I'm very confident in him. He's the type of receiver that can do it all for you. He's a good route runner who is also physical at the position and has a good ability to track and high point the ball. He has good hands and the ability to stretch the field. So I am definitely excited to see what we have in Jalen Tolbert. James Washington will most likely be back around week eight and he'll be a nice player in this room. I expect the Cowboys to keep six to maybe seven receivers depending on who they have on special teams. So we will have to pay attention to how these guys look in preseason. Turpin, Brown, Simi, TJ, Dennis Houston. We're going to have to pay attention to how they play in the preseason. Overall, at the current moment, I give the receiver room a C-. Now, this position to me has the potential to go up uh, by a lot by the end of the season but at the current moment i don't feel comfortable giving this anything higher than a c minus next group is the tight end room this room consists of dalton schultz sean mckeon jake ferguson uh, and dalton schultz will be the focal point here and he is going to be the number one tight end in this room this offseason dalton schultz wanted an extension from the cowboys and this season he will definitely have the opportunity to prove that he is worth top tight end money as he is going to have a big role on this offense with the lack of receivers on this team at the moment Dalton Schultz has progressed pretty much every year he has been in the league, and I expect that he will be more productive this season than he has been in his entire career due to the fact that he's going to get more targets, and I believe that he is ready for that role. Sean McKeon, I believe, will be the number two tight end on this team. He didn't get many reps last season, but the reps that he did have, he showed promise, and the front office seems to like him. I can see him taking a step forward in this offense. Jake Ferguson is a rookie, and I can't see him getting a ton of reps this upcoming season. If I were the Cowboys, I'd just rather have him behind Schultz or McKeon this upcoming season and let him learn. Not much to talk about at this position, but I'll give this group a B. I think Schultz is a B-plus tight end, but I'm uncertain of the rest of the room, and that's how I came to the B grade. Now we're on to the offensive line. The starting offensive line will go as followed. Tyron Smith at left tackle, Tyler Smith at left guard, Tyler Biotic at center, Zach Martin at right guard, and Terrence Steele at right tackle. The backup offensive lineman will be Josh Ball as a swing tackle, Connor McGovern as a swing guard, Matt Farniak as the backup center, who I could also see playing swing guard as well. I really like this offensive line if they can stay healthy, but that is a big if, especially with Tyron. I like the mix of youth and experience that this unit has, and last season this was a good unit. The Cowboys lost Lyle Collins and Connor Williams this past offseason. I agree with the move to go a different way with both of these guys. Connor Williams was a liability with how many penalties he committed last season. And it's to the point with Connor Williams that the refs are paying very close attention to him. And that is not a good thing for an offensive lineman. 
Lyle Collins got released because last season Terrence Steele was the better player at that position. There isn't a debate to be had about the fact that the offensive line played better last season when Terrence Steele was at right tackle than when Lyle Collins was at right tackle. I like the selection of Tyler Smith. Him replacing Connor Williams will ultimately make this a better and more powerful offensive line. The one thing that scares me about this unit is the depth. It's not a matter of if with Tyron. It's a matter of when Tyron Smith gets hurt. And when he gets hurt, do we really believe in Josh Ball like that? I don't think it would hurt for the Cowboys to sign a veteran free agent to help with the depth on this offensive line. I like Biotic and I believe that it was the right move to stick with him rather than go out and draft a center or sign our center to replace him. He improved over the course of last season, and I think the work he put in with Duke Mannyweather will pay dividends for him. Overall, as a unit, I give this unit a B. I really like the starting unit, even though I have questions with the youth and the injury concerns, but I believe ultimately that regardless of those concerns, a B is a very fair grade with this unit. Now it's time to grade the offense as a whole. I feel comfortable giving this side of the ball a B+. The reason I feel comfortable giving this side of the ball a B+, is because of the quarterback. And even though there are some areas of concern on this offense, there are definitely some bright spots as well. I feel as a whole, from a talent perspective, they'll be good enough to put points on the board. It's going to be on Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy to put together an offensive scheme and use the talent that they have on that offense to the best of their ability. Let's take a quick break before we get to the defense. If you're enjoying the show, I want to first start off by saying I'm happy that you're enjoying the show. Also, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to follow the show and leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, back to the show. I feel really comfortable with the defensive side of the ball. Last season, the defense took a massive step forward, and I think a lot of that has to do with Dan Quinn and Micah Parsons. I believe even though they'll take a step back in terms of turnovers, I still think they'll have a better defense this upcoming season. Let's go through it. We're going to start on the defensive line. The defensive line consists of Demarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Oso Digizua, Chauncey Golston, who will convert to a three-tech defensive lineman. Dante Fowler, Quentin Bohanna, John Ridgway, Carlos Watkins, Sam Williams, Terrell Basham, Dorrance Armstrong, and Tristan Hill. Well, that was a mouthful. The defensive line unit is deep this year. Even though outside of Demarcus Lawrence, there isn't much star power on this defensive line, they're able to mitigate that by being extremely deep on the defensive line. I look at the defensive end as the most deep position on this line, and I think even with the loss of Randy Gregory, this defensive line will be able to generate pressure from all over the line, especially when you take into account Micah Parsons playing on the end. They should have no problem with their ability to rush the passer. By the way, do not listen to Jerry Jones when he said he didn't want Randy Gregory back. He wanted Randy Gregory back. That's why they got rid of Amari Cooper to free up cap space for that. Run defense is something that I'm a little worried about, but I think that at the least, they will be a better team against the run this season than they were last season, and they were able to win games where the defense carried them despite their struggles against the run. Outgrade the defensive line as a B. The one thing that keeps me from grading this unit anything more than a B is the youth. Uh, that they have on that line even though I'm optimistic about the young talent on the line and their ability to improve they are still unproven let's talk about the linebackers I really like the way this unit is looking the linebacker room consists of Micah Parsons Anthony Barr Leighton Vanderesh the the Cowboys the other day went out and signed Anthony Barr which I think really helps this unit out a lot let's be clear Anthony Barr is a good player not a great player and that's perfectly fine because we need We don't need Anthony Barr to be a difference maker on this defense. It would be nice if he could be, 
but we don't need him to be a difference maker. And I think Dan Quinn is going to take as much responsibility as he can off his plate. I also think that with the addition of Anthony Barr, this is going to help out the safeties as well because you're not going to you're not going to need J. Ron Kirst to enter the box as much due to the lack of linebackers. He'll be able to play more safety. Having Anthony Barr on this team helps as well because you don't have to try and put Lane Vanderash out there on passing downs where he is clearly a liability. Micah and Barr are your three down linebackers. LVE will be in on running downs and Jabril Cox will be in on passing downs. Micah Parsons is a big dog on this unit. Micah is currently the best linebacker in the league in my personal opinion and with Micah Parsons on this unit he elevates the room and is the reason why I believe this is one of the best linebacker rooms in the entire league I would prefer if Micah played more at linebacker than on the line due to the fact that when Micah rushes from the linebacker spot the defense can't double team him nearly as much and they can't send a tight end to chip him but he'll do fine rushing from wherever as a whole this unit to me is one of the league's best and I do have concerns about this unit if they struggle with help but as, as of right now, I feel comfortable giving this unit an A-. Cornerback is the next position we're going to be talking about. This room is made up of Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Calvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, and Nashawn Wright. Another position on this defense that is really deep. Trayvon Diggs is a clear star on this group, but Anthony Brown had a solid season last year. Calvin Joseph is a young prospect, and Jordan Lewis wasn't bad last year either. This is a deep room for the position, and I believe in the depth that they have, and I think they have a legitimate star in this room. I don't think it's crazy to think that Trayvon Diggs will be a more technically sound corner this season and won't give up as many yards as he did last year and that may also come with him not get, having as many interceptions but I'm perfectly fine with that the question I have is will Calvin Joseph take over that cornerback number two role on this team and I believe as long as he doesn't get suspended it's hard to think that they won't give him a shot at playing cornerback number two and I think that that would help the defense because then you could put Anthony Barr or I'm sorry Anthony Brown at slot corner. Calvin Joseph did have some good reps last season and there is definitely promise there for Calvin Joseph. Now if he does get suspended that's a different story but we're not going to be talking about hypotheticals when it pertains to this. As a whole I would give this room a B plus due to the fact that they have a bonus five star at the position and depth to go along with it. Safety is the last position we're going to be talking about. This room consists of J. Ron Kirst, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, and Marquise Bell. I like the guys that they have at this position considering they stay healthy. Malik Hooker is a health question mark and Donovan Wilson missed some time last season as well. I definitely don't love what we would have at free safety if Hooker goes down because the other guys on this unit are more so strong safety types. So with that, I think Hooker is going to get a lot of snaps this season, especially since they lost Demonte KZ as well. Jaron Curse is the leader of this room, and I think he had a fantastic season last year. He specializes in covering tight ends. He did a great job with that last season, and that is going to come in handy due to the fact that your division rival, the Eagles, have a very good tight end. Overall, I'd give this unit a B due to the lack lack of depth at free safety so we have to cross our fingers that Malik Hooker can stay healthy as a whole I'd give this side of the ball an A minus I believe that with the talent that they have on this side of the ball and with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator this is going to be one of the best defenses in the league and I have no doubt about that now could this be a top five defense it definitely could be for sure i'm not going to predict that right now this defense will need to be sharp to start the season with the potential of the offense to struggle a bit to start the season i think they have the ability to do so they have the ability to carry this team 
even though I think the offense could struggle to start the season. That's going to be it for the first episode of the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Well, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing this, and I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. And if you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure to follow the show and leave a review. Every Monday and Friday, we will be here, and see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.